Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Runner Back Podcast, episode number 73. Just, boys, sorry, I just got to go pee. No, I'm only joking. No beers for, no beers for snacks tonight, so he hasn't uh, hasn't run to the toilet yet. If I had one sip, I'd be bloody scooting out of here like Crash Bandicoot on level 74. Uh, but, boys, it's good to be back. Uh, bit of a controversy in the land of snags, I think. Uh, boys are trying to you know, put that glass ceiling up and dock him a couple of points just because he's you know, living his life and trying to save kids look after babies all that sort of stuff but you know someone's got to do it boys and it's okay if i uh am still beating someone on the leaderboard even though uh the boys are obviously holding me down so uh anyway good to be back i uh, hope the uh fans didn't miss me too much and uh deal you bloody dock and dog it's good to see you <laughs> <laughs> good to see you mate uh welcome back the boys did miss you mate boys did miss ah, you. thank you appreciate it appreciate it and Fine we did words. feel we did feel a little bit bad because i, I saved listen. the information about your daughter till the end after I, t- <laughs> after I took the thing and said you know he does have a, a sick child at home monkeypox so, uh, yeah monkeypox <laughs> monkey yeah, monkeypox hand foot and mouth and COVID at the same time <laughs> When Snags called me and said uh, one of his kids had chicken pox, he, he was shocked himself. He thought that had finished in the 70s. So. Yeah, I didn't think it was a real thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is. Anyway, boys, uh, good show uh, for this fortnight. Uh, big one, actually. So we won't muck around too long. We're going to jump into it pretty quickly here. And uh, what better way to get us started than to introduce the man across me. Stoney disappears during this podcast. Uh, he's got a little one on the way. So... Uh, if there's silence from Stone, he's probably uh dock him two points. Dock him <laughs> two points for pregnancy. <laughs> we set a precedent. <laughs> Stoney, you good? Mate, I am good. Yeah, as you said, anxious times. Just uh, waiting for the call. But uh, like Charles Sonnen, always ready to make that walk. Because I'm not actually doing anything in this process, DL, so it's very easy for me. <laughs> but nonetheless, good to be here. Um, fighting fit. Uh, in Yeah, back from Rona 2.0. I don't know if the boys know about that. That was just, uh, a, did, yeah, just a little sneaky uh, under, under the table bit of COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I'm 60% sure I'm not contagious, DL, so I'm glad I'm here in the room with you. We've got no ventilation in this room whatsoever. Yeah, I even I shut know. the door and shut the window. I'm 66% sure it's not real, so you'll be fine, brother. Don't worry about it. Well, Stone, well Stoney, Stoney's the only one unvaccinated on the podcast and he's got it twice, so... Allegedly. Yeah, right. Allegedly. <laughs> I reckon I've got it four times. I just didn't test a couple, so we'll be fine. Uh, look, thrown from one conspiracy theorist to another, the UFO man himself, Statman, how are we? I enjoyed that part, by the way. I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Uh, very, very excited um, about the podcast ahead of us. Um, sad to hear about all the sickness going around, especially seeing DL and Stoney in the same room, knowing that I have a, uh, a week with DL coming up my way <laughs> as well, which is, which is very, very exciting. Um, and then uh, just, just, just still, uh, still riding the high of, of Paddy Pimblett, uh, the friend mm. of the podcast, Paddy Pimblett, getting up over true. the weekend. True, true. Um, immaculate walkout, immaculate finish, and immaculate post-fight speech. Um, we love the baddie on the podcast. <laughs> I am going to reunite with Statman soon. So that, yeah, yeah, sorry about that, mate. Interesting. I'll, that's cute. I'll rub myself all over Stoney's face before he leaves today. So uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's how you get monkey box. <laughs> mate, you, you, you made me get rid of this and that, and then you throw in those comments on the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, boys, let's jump into the podcast. A little bit of housekeeping to kick us off, boys. We like to relook at the leaderboard, cover anything that's happening on the podcast this week. Now, the leaderboard, uh, quite interesting, but uh, we might just touch on a couple of quick things first. One of them being, we didn't do picks for this one, but we feel like it's important for us to touch on Eternal. Uh, the boys jumped on Eternal and we did a lot of content for it. You would have seen on our socials. Um, we had Caleb Wright out on the podcast as well, which was fun and he got the win. Uh, Stoney? Absolute banger of a card. As They have been. They're on a roll, the old Eternal cards, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, card after card, they just keep delivering. Um, that one had a big shoes to fill as well. Still uh, in the shadows of the Dimps, Gillies and Coon fight, which mm. is still hands down the one of the best fights I've ever seen, boys. But... Uh, yeah, the, the lads did us proud. So Caleb got the win, and I tell you what, the the runner back uh, mojo holds true. DL it does. We're running a fair fair streak, to be fair honest. Clip. Fair clip. I think clip. it dates all the way back to the Paddy. It does. Paddy Pimblet. Since then, I'm not sure someone's come on the podcast and and lost, unless their opponents also come on the podcast. I, I could Ooh. be wrong. Boys. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's true. That's and true. Oh, Paul Jay Alden Bates, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, there you go. He got hold of but we had we had Della on at the same time. So that's yeah, yeah. We've cut that episode anyway. So that's 
And our boy JBH just keeps getting it done on an absolute tear and there's only one thing uh, standing between him and the featherweight belt. And what is it, Snags? Oh, this is uh, Snags is super excited about it. But just on JBH before I try to steal the party with my love for Jack Jenkins, uh, mate, he looked bloody terrific, didn't he? Um, I ter- in terms of the stand-up game from our boy, just like night and day, he just continues to get better and better. And was a strange fight though. So yeah. he, he went yeah, the, the opposite in that he was winning the stand-up exchanges and getting taken down, and that was the opposite to what I think we all, yeah, mate, all thought he just might happen. Grinded him out until he could drop him on his head like he did, which was he was just toying, just toying with him. 10 out of 10. So, uh, boys, it sets us up for what could be the most anticipated fight in Australian MMA history. We know it because we were part of it last time it nearly went ahead. Yep. Um, in terms of that, you know, little bit of an awkward situation in <laughs> Melbourne uh, where Jenko was nearly throwing, throwing barbs across the table at JVH. But, uh, boys, I think it sets up an awesome fight uh, and hopefully it gets gets scheduled in Melbourne or somewhere the boys can go to. So, um, boys, looking forward to it if it goes ahead. But Jenkins versus JVH, we're calling it out and we want to see it. Cam O'Neill, Ben Vickers, get snags aroused, please, and uh, put it on. And it's not going to happen in Melbourne, I don't think, boys. So lucky we've got all those frequent flyer credits up our sleeve from the last time it, it fell through on a DL. So we'll be able to jet set wherever that, that baby takes place. Um, to be honest, I'm actually not disappointed that it did fall through in hindsight. I think we're getting a much better, much much oh, more true. well-rounded version of JVH. And obviously, Jenko is the killer he was and the ki- killer he continues to be. So I think we're for an absolute cracker, boys. Cannot wait for that one to get announced and, and take place. And something we did do picks for, the UFC event, Statman? Yeah, we, we, we picked for the Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez fight, which was actually really, really heating up towards the tail end of the first round. Um, unfortunately, mate, injuries, injuries, injuries. Uh, Brian Ortega suffering, I believe, it was a shoulder injury late in the first. Uh, and then so it went down as a TKO round one for Yair Rodriguez. And then we didn't pick for the second UFC event that just occurred on this weekend, but that main event also went down with a very, very quick knee injury. So two for two for UFC main events to, to finish, in, uh, finish in the first round with injuries. Um, hopefully the curse ends as we head into the weekend's card. Also did the PGA Open was on, St. Andrews, and our Aussie boy got up, Cam Smith, with the win. So it was a lovely back nine from Cam Smith. He went on an absolute tear. And the boys did some picks for it, which was great. Uh, so we had a, a little bit of a different one where if one of their players or if one of the boys' players sort of fell out and got a cut, they'd lose a couple of points. So unfortunately, no, sorry, fortunately... See, I told you this ceiling's fortunately, here. Fortunately, snags down. See, fortunately, the know what's going down. No, fortunately, no one was cut. So, Cam Smith finished first, and a couple has had that. Rory McAvoy finished third. A couple of us had that. Spieth finished eighth. I think Statman had uh, John Rahm. He finished thirty fourth. So uh, yeah, he, he, you know, he had he was plucky, but he didn't quite have the uh, <laughs> plucky mean. Is that a golf plucky. term? Yeah, no, he, he had, he, you know, he, he brought spunk to the to the golf course. He <laughs> just, didn't, and he just didn't quite get over the line. But it's all right. We don't, we don't hold anything against him. This is a G up to snags. First, he was rubbing his stuff all over his face. And now you say plucky and spunk, and I can't do a this and that segment. Jesus Christ. The leaderboard finished pretty strong. Um, so, snags got six. Thank you. So, well done. Individual pick got you there, mate, because uh, you picked the Sharks against the Cowboys, and the Sharks actually dominated the Cowboys, I think. Well, I don't like how you do Individual pick got you there. I smashed you all by two points. Well, you got four points four. for the golf, and you got two points for your individual pick, but I docked you, you a point, so technically you only got five. But <sighs> Glass ceiling, boys. Yeah. Stoney still leads. So Stoney still leads with 19. He got four. Statman had an absolute terrible run. He's only got two. No, um, shocking. So he's, he's, on, he's on 13. <laughs> so Snags has had – so Statman's been on every episode. Snags missed two and, and he's had two points deducted. He can have my two points. Yeah, it's, it's the only leaderboard I care about is being on every episode. So I reckon, yeah, you know, uh, there, there should be a streak bonus going on here. Let's – come on. <laughs> and that makes Snags at 16 and uh, myself is still second on yeah, 18. Awesome. So Thank you. Not too bad. Uh, Before we jump into hot take, just a quick announcement. We're doing an NFL fantasy RIB league. 
still some stuff to work out with it, but cash prize. We've got a heap of cool things we're going to do with it. We've got a punishment for last place, which is going to be fun. <laughs> Step man. Yeah. I, immediately started, I immediately started like laugh sobbing. <laughs> we're going to do a live draft via our socials and stuff. It's going to be really, really fun. A few boys already got in contact with us today. To get up, if you hear this episode and you're keen, just shoot us a DM. I think we've got plenty of spots. I think um, there's, I think there's 12. I think it's 12 might might be wrong but anyway getting quick fill up it's going to be fun we're going to do it as part of content for the podcast so which is going to be a good time so boys let's jump into uh hot take So, boys, I've got three audio clips to kick off Hot Take this week. Here's the, the first one. We will fight anywhere, any place, any time with whoever fucking wants it. Miranda, if you want it, I'll fuck you wherever you want to be fucked. <laughs> that is... The, the, the way. Not in a gay way. But, you know. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I, I love me some Molly Meatball. <laughs> I don't know what, what to was, answer to. This. What was Molly? What was Meatball Molly? I, I think she was referring to, to a call out for Miranda Maverick. I, I think I caught the Maverick call out there. Oh, <laughs> there I go. think I was. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was just, her announcing her OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> I was more more down down Snags's line. I thought they had been surfing through my uh, browser history. It sounded <laughs> a lot like a Pornhub video I watched two nights ago. Yeah, we, no. love, we love a Meatball stuff. <laughs> Statman is correct. Uh, Molly did call out Miranda Maverick. Uh, the cool thing about this call out was Miranda Maverick's response on Twitter was, just so you know, I've got a pretty good top game, winky face. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's go to the second when one. When there's a big animal sighted, it's always a good thing for the science world because it's evidence to show that these animals, thanks to their protection, not all areas around Australia are they protected, mm. but they do need protection to ensure that they're maintaining a healthy ecosystem in our ocean. The ocean bit threw me there, DL. I was yeah, ocean bit absolutely me. certain it was a Gippsland panther, which for the record, boys, is 100% legit. I can recount my experience with the black big cat from 2009, if you must. But no, the ocean, that's throw me. All right, you boys. I would say it is the infamous Williamstown Wobbegon. Um, <laughs> that is also the... Slogan or our team name for our our surfboat team. So the Wobbegon is a protected species. Statman, have you got some sort of local? No, somebody, we've we've got a panther near Brooklyn as well. But um, I the only thing she sounded too happy for this, but maybe it's the the white humpback whale that washed up on the shore. Well, <laughs> she the sounded boys. too happy, but like the fact that something that big exists, maybe she's stoked about it, even though it's dead now. I heard it was sperm whale. <laughs> Unfortunately, all the boys are oh, wrong. The scientists have found that the sharks have now outgrown and now they have to label them mega sharks because the sizing yeah. of the shark the sizing of the shark is now pushing 6.1 metres. Yeah. That's too big. Yeah. <laughs> boys, I've seen a six-metre shark before. Oh, there you go. I have been down in the water where they look even bigger when you're underwater. So I looked this 6.4 and a half shark deal, but <laughs> it's like a minibus underwater. So they have outgrown... They are too big. There you go. Uh, last one, boys. I'm going to celebrate tonight with the Clara jug. Uh, I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing, that's for sure. All right, boys. How many beers did fit in the jug? Seven. <laughs> Sorry. 17. Nine. I'll go, I'll go around 10. What did you say? Nine. Ten. Yeah. Isn't it only small? It's like two. two Oh, what a shit Two beers fit into the jug. That's what jug is this? It's the uh, PJO. That what was Cam Smith. Pint, middies, schooners. I think they're Pots. just the standard cans. <laughs> I don't know. You know. The weirdest thing is, no matter where you are in Australia, there's a different name for everything. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Two beers. Two send, beers. Send that bad boy back. Say you want a bigger cup. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'll it's a well, so Stanley Cups. Uh, it's a sippy cup. Absolutely fucking massive as well. I reckon you could fit some beers in that one. The Stanley yeah. Cup's the one where the boys have basically destroyed the bottom of it. Have you seen how many times they've dropped it on mm. their little tour? And the bottom is round, but now it's like looks like a 50-cent piece. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into some more. Mm. 
Experts have slammed the Manly Seagulls for a marketing decision to wear an LGBTIQA jersey without consulting the players. I reckon it's a hard one. I think in this day and age, it's just like inclusive and you should just wear it. But, you know, you understand a couple of people have got some heavy religious beliefs around it. So probably on the fence. If it was me, I'd be wearing it. But we all know I love a couple of boys, so. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What Snake is saying is he's the reason that they wear these things. Is that uh, no, I'm married with three kids to my wonderful wife. Uh, doesn't matter. I would wear it. Doesn't matter. In today's day and age, that does not matter. What, what is the religious? So just fill me in here and I'm looking at you, Statman. You strike me as arguably the most intelligent on the podcast. What, what is the background? Is, is the Christian belief against homosexuality? Polynesian, most Polynesian kids are Christ, yeah, Christian. Yeah, Christian. I was going to say a lot of Christian ministry uh, missionaries went to Polynesia and, and yeah, there are a lot of uh, strongly held religious fundamental beliefs Mm -hmm. of which is yeah an opposition to um gay rights i guess or homosexuality so not yeah gay rights yeah homosexuality in general yeah yeah which is interesting given the history of that religion but we won't go into that one do you um (laughs) please don't (laughs) how many ways can stoney get the podcast cancelled in hot take Look, regardless of, of my thoughts on whether they should or shouldn't have, what, what happens here, you run the, the real risk of losing the playing group by not consulting DL. And I think that's that has happened and, and will be detrimental. Now, fortunately, you know, this these players better than I do, uh, Snags, I, I don't think they're a very good team anyway. So it's not like they've broken up a uh, dynasty. No, well, no. Well, the Seagulls are knocking on the door of like the top, eight, top yeah. four. No, top four. Oh, really? Yeah, they're on 20, 24 or 26 points. So right. Well, I thought that would be detrimental bit... to, their, to their season if they... 100%. If they're knocking on the door of top four, you can write them off right now, DL, because there is mm. friction in that, in that locker room and teams will not bounce back from this in this season and there's going to be an exodus at some point. So, uh, And that all comes back to process. You need to consult before you go through. And regardless of what the outcome is, you need to talk to your key stakeholders, the players being a massive one. So mm. to a degree, I'm with the players on this one, boys. I'd just be interested to see if they they approach the players when um, maybe getting some problematic sponsors to pop on the jersey. Um, obviously, uh, we're, we we love a drink and we love gambling, but you could argue that uh, gambling or alcohol uh, damages many many more families than a couple of gay people getting married. So uh, it's also outlawed in a lot of uh, religious texts as well. So I have to wonder if players who are more than willing uh, more than willing to go out with a betting agency or an alcohol sponsor on their jersey or stand side by side with their teammates who are under investigation for beating up their wife uh, and and without uh, taking a stand on the field. But um, a couple of rainbow strips on the jersey freak him out a little bit. So, yeah. Weird one. Very weird one. A seven-year-old chess player from Russia has had his finger broken by a robot that, that was competing against. Is this the first sign of an oncoming robot apocalypse? Statman wrote this one. <laughs> this has been coming for ages, boys. Forever. Uh, I would say yes, it is. It's probably not the first sign. Probably the 74th. But uh, yes, I would say robots coming for us. And Lucky Snags is built like a machine, boys, because I'm coming after f- the three of you. <laughs> How's that going to help help you in a robot apocalypse? <laughs> Wouldn't we be better to be? I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm saying. Remember the time we're going to grapple, and I was just going to break your legs. Remember the time I beat you in that grapple? The boys <laughs> no, that's do. That's a conspiracy. You have uh, never grappled me to and save foremost, your life. Uh, serves serves the boy. I want right to grapple for you chess. for points on the leaderboard. Ter- terrible game, and serves mm. him right for playing chess. That's my first <laughs> takeaway. Um, no, I don't think it's the first sign of a, a robot apocalypse. But when they learn to better themselves. That's going to be interesting, Dale. When they where they program themselves for self betterment and learning and development, that's when they're going to absolutely. Then they're going to wipe out Sugar Snag, but not Stony. <laughs> but all, all you common folk are gone. Yeah, so I, I, I'd be really, really keen to keep tabs on this this kid to see what he does in the future, because obviously, if Terminator's taught me anything, is that that robot was sent back in time to stop this kid from <laughs> doing something momentous in his life that will thwart the robots in the future. So. This kid's our John Connor. Um, we all know that the robot apocalypse is going to be over in a nanosecond once robots can replicate themselves. It's called Grey Goo, and it is uh, where we get wiped out within about a couple of seconds. So 
Um, I don't think that a chess robot is necessarily our biggest threat. It's it's probably something brewing in the basement of one of Elon Musk's uh, side projects somewhere. I've got no idea how you sleep at night, Statman. You've got so many thoughts in your head that are for <laughs> end doesn't. of the world sort of Grey thoughts. Grey goo, man. Grey goo is, is a great theory. It's, it's a fun one. Dale, I've got no idea how Statman and I can be so high in conspiracies yet never agree on a single conspiracy. That's very astounding, to be honest. Vince McMahon has stepped down from the WWF to 40 years at the helm. What is your favourite Vince McMahon memory, boys? <sighs> Snacks. You'll have to come back to me. I didn't read the rundown. <laughs> oh, standard. I'll have to have a think. Uh, DL, favourite. There's been some funny ones over the journey, but my favourite one uh, would have to be the 98 Survivor Series where he replicated uh, the Montreal screw job. So just a quick history lesson for WWF boys. Uh, Bret Hart held the, the WWF title, but he signed with WCW, the rival organization. Uh, Vince wanted him to drop the title before he went and appeared on WCW. Now they had an agreement that Bret wouldn't drop it in Toronto. He would drop it the following night on a, on another card. Uh, but Vince didn't want to run the risk that Bret wouldn't show up to the the next card. So uh, the the end of the match was near and what was meant to happen was Brett was meant to get uh, put in the sharps shooter, which was his move, and then he was meant to reverse it and then he was going to win the fight. But instead, Vince ran out and said, ring the bell, it's over, and Brett never tapped. And so that actually happened in real life. That wasn't a scripted. That was Vince's way of getting the belt off Brett, saving face and moving on with the company. Uh, copped a lot of flack DL over that particular moment. But what I love is Vince just being the savvy motherfucker that he is he leveraged that moment and then they wrote it into a storyline for the following year where he actually did a scripted screw job and, and turned on Mankind to make The Rock the champion. I, I love the the brazenness of Vince. Like he is a marketing guru. He put WWF back on the map. So wrestling was was dying, I think, before Vince and his creative crew come to the fore. So uh, everyone who's a WWE fan now has one man to thank for it and that's Vince McMahon. Who's taking over the creative control now? It's uh, Stephanie McMahon and and her husband, Triple H. But the creative side of those, like the story writing and stuff like that. Yeah, so Triple H is, a, from from what it appears, is, is clearing house on creative, uh, which is probably long overdue. So um, getting rid of a lot of the senior talent relations guys and stuff like that. A lot of them are caught up in similar scandals that Vince McMahon's finding himself <laughs> in. So, um, so. A clear house is probably good. And Triple H has shown through his management of NXT, he's shown a really, really good head for finding talent, promoting talent and, and getting it out there. So it's exciting. And all I'll say is why why like one McMahon when you can like three? Because Shane is arguably the best wrestler <laughs> I've ever seen. And Stephanie, need I go on, DL? If Sony and Stephanie had a cross paths in the early 2000s, she would be Stephanie McMahon Stone. Put her, <laughs> take that to the bank. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. Did you think of one, Snakes? Uh, my favourite one, probably not as controversial, would probably be the, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was when Austin turned heel and, um, it was him versus the Rock at WrestleMania and I think, um, McMahon come out and everyone thought Austin was going to stunner him, but then he slid him in chair and he smashed the Rock in the head and won the title, turned heel for the first time. It was highly amazing. My one, my one's a Stone Cold one as well. Just the, the bedpan fight scene oh, where, uh... Vince McMahon's laid up in hospital with a broken leg and Stone Cold comes in dressed as his doctor and beats the shit out of him. Vince McMahon, for, 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 for a billionaire, um, loved to kind of make jokes about himself and he would always get in the ring. He would always blade his forehead, blood everywhere. He would always get in uh, and get dirty with the, the fighters. Um, and uh, he's an entertainer, uh, which is kind of uh, what you needed. He, he was the carny sideshow man which is exactly what uh, the wrestling needed, well, the wrestling world needed. Bit of pop culture, boys, to finish off with top horror director Jordan Peele releasing an alien deducted theme, Nope, in cinemas this week. And in the light of the discussion, Snags, you missed this one, but I know you picked I, it up. I heard uh, it. Last week's podcast, the boys had a little bit of an alien discussion, which was great. <laughs> Boys, so we're asking, what is your favourite alien-themed movie? And a little added question, creative way to survive an alien invasion. Oh, my favourite alien movie was Starship Troopers. You guys remember that? Starship yeah. Troopers? Is that what it's it's classic, called? yeah. Yeah, good one. Got me uh, a bit confused with 
Super Troopers. But uh, Starship Troopers, definitely a good one. Watch it as a young fella. And my creative way to survive an alien invasion would be to become an alien. <laughs> pot machine, <laughs> pot alien. Here's snacks. Yep. How, how would you do that? Do you have to mate with one of them or something? This, uh, this and that, boys. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> DL, you say the boys had a conversation last. So don't, don't exclude yourself. You were very heavy in that, oh. trying to tell me that the UFO that they saw off San Diego was a, a drone. Yeah, it is a drone. <laughs> and I said to you... I'll, into it throughout. I've looked into it for the last two weeks. I'm glad you have because I said I'd come back with some numbers and I have, DL. Oh. So fastest military drone is a QF-16 at 1,534 miles per hour, DL. Fast. Fastest aircraft is the Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird at 2,199 miles per hour, DL. These are documented ones, though. This... The Navy pilots are on record saying even those high-speed fighter jets, when they go past, take 10 to 15 seconds to disappear, DL. This one went in one to two seconds. There is no way, <laughs> none, that that was a drone. But scientists, do you believe in science, DL? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you were fucked either way, because if you said <laughs> I was going to get you on another angle. But scientists <laughs> estimate that uh, to disappear in one to two seconds, it needs to be travelling at 11,500 miles per hour. So... Quite a step up there from the, the, the known aircraft DL um, that technology needs to take. So, anyway, we'll get past that. To answer your question, my favourite movie was The Time Stoney Saw a UFO Number 1. My second favourite was The Time Stoney Saw a UFO Number 2 and so forth. Uh, how to Survive an Alien Apocalypse is it's too late, boys. If the aliens come, it is too late. Uh, Statman said, why do they fly all the way down here and do nothing? Uh, that's just Statman showing that he's a gimp. He doesn't understand what they're doing. They're coming down... <laughs> And they're monitoring, boys. They're monitoring. <laughs> they're monitoring our social media. And if you're not following, if there's one thing I know about aliens, DL, they're more anti-government than I am. So if you're not following Voice for Victoria, the typical liberal, and Dan must go, then you're all fucked. So good page. Um, good page. There's only one one seat available on the TikTok spacecraft for the Run It Back boys, and and my name's on it, boys. So bad luck. <laughs> Well, I, I actually Just, watched that uh, Top wasn't Gun. Wasn't the question that I thought we'd get the most out of Stony out of? It. No, that was, that was that was a lot of the a lot sharks of words. and the jerseys. But no, I, I happened to watch Top Gun Maverick earlier this year, and actually, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where I believe Tom Cruise is test test flying the Blackbird, uh, and they're attempting to reach Mach ten. Um, and he does achieve it, he, and he pushes it slightly past 10.1, 10.2, and then the aircraft rips apart. I just looked up Mach ten is. 12,348 kilometres an hour. So if Tom Cruise can do it, I believe the aliens could probably do it as well. He's got Xeno on his side. Uh, as far as my top three favourite movies, going to go very, very quick here. I've got one funny, I've got one serious, I've got one thoughtful. Funny, I've got Galaxy Quest. Hilarious. It's brilliant. Serious, I've got Signs um, because that fucking creeped me out as a kid. M. Night Shyamalan, there's a scene oh, yeah. with an yep. alien yep. on a barn. It's fucking terrifying. Uh, and then the thoughtful ones are Rival, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. Great as well. movie. Uh, to survive, I'd just dig a hole in the backyard and, and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we're, we're last we're last in milliseconds here if there's an alien invasion. So dig a hole in the backyard and you know, just wait. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Now what's our take? Cards, 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 and more cards with Tony. <laughs> That's right, boys. Cards, 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 more cards with Stony. Everyone's favourite segment. <laughs> now, what's our running uh, total, Statman? About three dollars twenty-five. Oh uh, yeah, I'd say we're pu- we're pushing three forty at this stage. <laughs> Well, I, I predict that's not going to change tonight, boys, but it's going to change in two episodes because there's a packet I've got a good feeling about, but it's not one of these ones. So I, I, we might get another holy graph. Does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm under strict instructions from the producer to just fly through the commons, yep. throw them away like they're just absolutely... No, just, no I'm just... just going to highlight a couple. All right, so Jared Cannon here, Dominic Reyes. Boy, wasn't he just a flash in the flash pan? Flash in the pan, mate. Uh, Devison Figueroa. Uh, Benil. There's something. Brandon Marino. There we go. Yeah. 
Yep, done. There's something thick in that pack. Is there a, oh, 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 I can oh, see it. Oh, oh, I can see it. You need to, like, Colby, you Colby need to keep that pack yeah. close together. We're, we're You're getting the boys a little excited there. I can see something. something <laughs> I'm excited about Colby Covington Coleman, just, just quietly, boys. Uh, what have we got? So we've got uh, a production line. Leg kicks landed. Joanna J. Yeah, Jacek. Had it? What's that last? Jacek. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. There's no hiding it. Mate, well, it's... Beautiful. Nina Nunes. Boy, did we <laughs> oh, that's a, get the wrong uh, one in the wrong Nunes? Damn it. So, what we've got here is what looks to be a purple holograph. So, give us a price <laughs> check on that one. Uh, price check. Dang it. Yeah, uh, that's 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 unfortunate. That's the wrong Nunes, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, Brad Tavares, Raquel Pennington. Oh, Bryce Mitchell. Get around that, boys. We like a bit of Bryce Mitchell. We need we need a special card of Bryce Mitchell. Not guys. Twenty twenty two UFC Prism Nina Nunez one sixty purple Prism selling for fifteen dollars. Boys are in selling or listed. It's listed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Boys, we'll be lucky to, to get five for that. <laughs> I don't know if our. I was hoping our button would get a workout. Yeah. yeah. So I need I need to build that up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. All right. Lesson learnt. All right. So Commons. Oh boys. Bit of Conor, Conor McGregor. McGregor. Oh yeah, we don't, we're happy oh. with that. Amanda Nunes, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the one Nunes we, we want. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That oh, just Patty. Is that a Patty? That just snuck out. A rated rookie, Patty Pimblet. Now, look at that stance. What a, what a <laughs> terrible stance. For your rookie card, I'd be saying, yeah, that's not I want good. a refund. But that's a fucking horrible. What's on the back? What's on the back of that one? Oh, yeah, the, ba- the backs are pretty bland, boys. That's the one criticism I've got of the Don Ross ones. It's just well, a little, we'll, oh, we'll see how, that, how much worth that, that I, one I is think worth the rookie in about card, 10 years' that, time. That will age reasonably well. Now, I don't think we've got a big boy in this one. So, so a Magicians, Francis Nagano. Um, yeah. That's an insert of some sort. So, uh, Justin Gaethje, Craftsman. Well, I, that's I cool. That's a nice card. Cool. That's dope. Five. Daniel, it's a nice pick. Daniel Cormier. Oh, that's champ. cool. Double. Yeah, cool. Cool pick. Kevin Holland from in. I thought it was your boy. Is he Adesanya? Yeah, no. Don't know, but she's pretty tidy. <laughs> <laughs> and George St. Pierre, boys, to finish. So no no big boys in, in those two packs tonight, DL, which just enhances the odds. The, the the big one's just waiting for us. So good just to get all the all the common cards out of the way yep. early. Cards, 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 and more cards with Tony. So that was our best. That was our best. Nina Nunez, purple. Uh, whatever we call it, Satman, but $15 apparently. <laughs> we'll, we'll list it for 10 and hope we get a bit of... No, like, given, given that we've just had a big discussion about uh, the pride flag and everything like that, and obviously Nina Nunes and uh, Amanda Nunes fighting this weekend, so... Oh, they both fighting this weekend? No, sorry. Um, uh, I, I said Nina Nunes and oh. Amanda Nunes fighting this weekend. Terrible. Terrible segue. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we can cut that. We can cut around that. It's fine. I still don't get it. Yeah, did I. Boys, we need to thank our sponsors, Humble Fireware. Humble Fireware is an Australian jiu-jitsu brand that celebrates one of the most important parts of martial arts, becoming humble. That's right, boys. Uh, we love ourselves some humble little babies. And uh, this brand is 10 out of 10 in Snags' book. So, buddy, get on board and get rashy, baby. Get rashy, baby. Head to their Instagram page and give them a follow. Head to their website, www.humblefightwear.com.au and help them spread good vibes one purchase at a time. And for being amazing runner-back listeners, legends at Humble Fireware are giving you 15% off your entire order. Snags, how do they have that code word? Look, Snags is all about the code word, and I'm here to support the boys, and especially for our foreign listeners, uh, you can get the code word, which is... Costilla uno cinco. That's right. Put that in and check out. Once again, that is... <laughs> Costilla uno cinco. All our Spanish fans out there will be able to get that uh, checkout code and chuck it straight in there. That's right. That's Spanish for ROV15, boys, for you uneducated swines. <laughs> uh, chuck it in and uh, get yourself a dissy. All right, boys, let's jump into our community picks uh, for episode 73. Statman, where are we heading? So we head to the AFL for our first community pick. We've got Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. We need the head-to-head, and you get a bonus point if you can correctly pick the line. I do actually have a stat for this one as well. Collingwood actually has an impressive winning record against 17 of the 20 AFL teams. Uh, the three teams that they don't have a winning record against, Port Adelaide, Brisbane Lions, and the West Coast Eagles. Now, Collingwood has played both Brisbane Lions and West Coast Eagles earlier this season and lost to both of them. 
uh, actually one of West Coast Eagles two one of West Coast Eagles two wins this season. So we'll see if that one holds up. Um, I'm going last because I'm absolutely dreadful this this <laughs> round. So we'll we'll start off with the leader. We'll start off with Stony. Go for this one. Uh, yeah, good, good work, Setman. Uh, so I don't know when the AFL expanded to twenty, but we'll just roll with that. Uh, <laughs> a twenty-one is it? Yeah, I forgot to include. I think, uh, forgot so to include <laughs> who, if, oh. if it did expand, Al, who would the Tasmanians? Uh, be? Tassie. Who, who, who's I'd the like to see. I'd like 20, to see the there NT. Definitely twenty teams on there. I'd like to see the NT represented. NT would be good. The only yeah. thing is their their wet season and dry season conflicts with AFL, so trying to get yeah, a full season. But I agree. The passion for AFL is at its absolute height in the North Territory. Boys, for this one, I'm jumping on Collingwood. They're just on an absolute tear at the minute, and I didn't predict at the start of the year, mate. I had them outside the eight, but they just keep it rolling. Port were pretty good against the, the Cats uh, last week, but just couldn't get the job done because we're just by far the best team in the competition this year, DL. Uh, so this one, I'm tipping Collingwood by three goals, so 18 points. I will move to DL you, next up. Are you picking the line at 17 and a half? I thought we just had to give the margin. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, am I, was that wrong? I mean, I, it's it's written as, as pick the line, but I, I also have the margin. Two margin. Whoever's closest to the margin yep. gets the bonus point. So someone's got to get well, a bonus seven, point. Well, 17 and a half would be a dollar forty nine. Stick it physics. Aren't we stony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Collingwood by 18. DL, you're next. Well, I had the line at 10 and a half uh, for yeah. Collingwood, so... Uh, I think they'll cover that nicely. Uh, Snags? Uh, I will take Collingwood, uh, the line at 22 and a half. 21 and a half, sorry. Uh, I, had, I had Collingwood by 11, but I think that matches me. I would DL, so I'm going to go Collingwood by 10. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if Port Adelaide get ahead, I'm closest and I, and I pick up the point. That savvy. Savvy, savvy. Love that. Mm, very true. Hard to believe um, you last by such a, <laughs> such a distance. <laughs> Genius. Betting agencies don't pay by the <laughs> closest. But that's all, right. all, good. all good. Community pick number two, boys. Heading to the NRL, we've got Cronulla Sharks versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, again, head-to-head and pick the pick the margin. Uh, we're starting with Stoney. Yeah, so DL, I was talking off air, the throwback to the, the early runner back days where you picked a, a fight and your uh, rationale was for no reason given and Snacks just said, yep, no worries, and moved on to, to the next. Uh, my knowledge about this code rivals your early knowledge about MMA. So you've come a long, long way. So we're going way back to the dark age. So I break this down as if it was a rabbit versus a shark, what would win? And I'm saying a shark. So I'm on Cronulla. And if I had to pick a line, my favourite number is seven. So 6.5. DL. And that's why I'm in the lead, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be conservative here. I'm just going to take uh, the Sharks. I'm going to take the line at minus 2.5. Oof. Snags. Don't put that in, considering. Um, I'm going to take the Rabbits, obviously, because they're on fire. The Sharks got beat last week and were dismal. The Rabbits beat the Melbourne Storm last week and were absolutely on fire. Uh, so I'm going to take them by... Uh, but they're probably going to win by about 16. Melbourne Storm. Nice. The Melbourne Storm have got like 12 players at the moment. No, they had a full side. <laughs> Sorry, with my own eyes. Just. Rabbits are on a four four win streak as well against all top teams. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm going Rabbits for the upset as well, but I'm going a bit more conservative. I'm going Rabbits by six. Are the Rabbits the outsiders in there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Sharkies will look good. Mate, Sharkies got beat the last two weeks. They looked atrocious. I went minus 2.5, so the Rabbits can still win. Tip the Sharks, haven't you? I've gone the Sharks, but I've taken the line. So if the Rabbits win, I can still win. But the community pick says Cronulla Sharks versus South Sydney head-to-head. Pick the line for a bonus so point. he's picked the Sharks for his his head-to-head pick, and he's yep. taken that line so he can, oh, he so can pick up rabbits. a bonus point. Okay, got you. Got you using got that same line, so I think the Sharks are going to win by seven. So wouldn't my line be negative 6.5 then? Yeah, because you'll need to cover the line. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they're winning by seven, boys. I've already seen this game play out. So, my line is negative 6.5. So it's very awkward if they're going to win by seven. Not many people in NRL win by odd numbers. Yeah, there's a lot of field goals this season, so we'll, we'll see how we go. We head, we, head, we head into... I won't make it so difficult next time. We'll just do straight up, boys. Straight up head to head because it gets all too much for you three. It's literally like it's literally. Split. Everyone has yeah, a we've different got the line or the march. Everyone, <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking mess. Everyone has a different idea of what things mean. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's brilliant. 
Heading to community pick number three, we've got UFC 277 interim flyweight title fight with Oceanic Fighter Kai Kara France against Brenda Marino. Uh, let's 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 mix this up and go, Stony. No no stats <laughs> for this one. No no stats for this one. Okay, in that case, Kai Kara France is the man to get this one done. Deal. Uh, he's been long, 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 long fan favorite of the podcast. Um, and he's, this is his time. It's simple as that. So uh, I'm picking Kai by decision. Yeah, I'm not going to start picking against um, Oceanic Friends now. Statman might. Uh, I'll take Kai Currents. Snacks. Uh, I will do the first thing in my life and pick against a Ooh. Oceanic fighter. I'm going to go Brendan Marino. Or Brandon. Uh, I- I'm going Kaikara France. I, I love oh. Brendan Marino's fight against Davison Figueredo, <laughs> but uh, Kara France, man, uh, the Cody Garbrandt fight and the Askar Askarov fight, really, he, he's improving leaps and bounds. He's going into this fight, the underdog, but I genuinely do think that he has what it takes, uh, and I'd, I'd be very, very excited if they can work out the contract negotiations with Davison Figueredo. Davison Figueredo versus Kaikara France has fireworks written all over it. Um, Marino's tough, but I think France gets this one. Uh, we'll head on to community pick number four. That is also at UFC 277. It's a double double headliner. We've got the women's bantamweight title fight, Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes and Stoney. Yeah, look, it's hard to to imagine that Amanda doesn't bounce back and look a lot, lot better than what she did because she was all sorts of abysmal in that first uh, matchup. Wretched even deal. That was the worst Amanda news we've ever seen by a long, long way. And hopefully... Purple shiny Nina Nunez has given some good words of encouragement because Amanda needs it. I, I, there was nothing in that fight. We can put it down to an, an anomaly, boys, and just say it was just a bad night. And she, we're going to say the old Amanda Nunez come back, which is very, very valid. But there's just nothing I can draw from watching that back that makes me think it's going to change. So Juliana Penne for Stony. Oh, wow, deal, mm. huge. But you know what? I, after watching the Ultimate Fighter. For the last however long it's been, it's been a really good series. I actually really enjoyed it. Juliana Penne, her coaching methods are exceptional. She's very vocal, very she very precise of what she wants from her fighters. Well, you can't really, obviously, Amanda Nunes obviously Brazilian, so it makes it a little bit harder, but she doesn't speak a lot. And you can really, just really impress with Juliana Penne. I don't know how that's going to go with a second fight with Amanda because Amanda's going to be super, super focused, but... I think the champ holds the belt, and I think it goes to a trilogy. Oh, look out. Yep. I think it goes to a trilogy. So I think Juliana wins two, and they two, do it. and they go for a third. Yep. Yep. They go for a third. Uh, I'm going to go Pena for the win, and I think she's going to – I'm going to go Tico round three. Um, I'm, I'm taking Amanda Nunes on this one. Um, I'm, I'm banking on the fact that the performance was so uncharacteristically poor Against uh, the, against Pena the first time around, that something must have gone terribly wrong, either in the weight cut or the lead up to that fight. Um, she looked like she'd never faced a jab before, uh, and it was it was genuinely shocking um, how easily Pena was able to straight up outclass her. Just on DL's uh, comment there about the uh, the Ultimate Fighter, I always find that the fighters uh, that are most effective when they, they bring in their coaching team. Like for, for, for my mind, I'd rather be trained by the people who trained Amanda Nunes than be trained by Juliana Pena. If that, if that makes sense, I think that you want to be coached by the people who coached the greatest women's fighter of all time, rather than be coached by the greatest women's fighter of all time. So it'd be, it's, it's kind of an interesting, uh, dynamic. I, I, I don't see Julia Pena winning this one, but there's no there's no way I saw the, the first fight going that way either. Um, I would be preemptively calling for a Nunes retirement. If she shows up and looks similar to how she looked in the first fight, I would say that the, the, the passion's gone or the, the fire's gone. And, and I think her priorities have changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got she's got a family now, um, and and so maybe that that has a factor into it but if she shows up looking as despondent and as as like as slow and as uh, poor reaction time as as she did in the first fight i'd be concerned about her fighting anyone in the top 10 um at this stage which is saying something considering that she is amanda nunez mm. um so i have faith that she will show up look like the amanda nunez of old, uh, old and rightfully tool juliana pena but yeah, I'm. I'm going to be watching this one closely, and 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 very very interested in how this one, yeah, how this one plays out. 
Uh, we're heading into our individual picks now. So obviously the boys are bringing their own their own flavour to this one. Uh, based on the odds, they get additional points. So, Stoney, where are we heading? Mate, we're heading to my team versus Snags' team in the AFL. So the Cats play the Bulldogs this Ooh, weekend. Good game. Uh, we're going to go to the 25 or more disposals um, Step man, and we're going to jump on Paddy Dangerfield, who he's high for only a two-pointer. He's 2.6, coming off an absolute mare last week of 11 disposals. I'm backing him to bounce back and get 25 plus, so Ooh. that would lock me in for two points. Beautiful deal. Uh, so I'm going after a redemption story. There was a little bit of controversy last week with the Tigers. We finished with a draw. There was a young lad called Noah Cumberland. Oh, yeah, heard about this. That took the uh, took the last mark. Had a chance to win it, but played on. Just heat of the moment, young lad, adrenaline pumping, mate. No drama here. All good. Do you know what they call him now, Deal? No. Noah awareness. That's no awareness. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Stuff. The next day you'd be waking up being like, "Oh, I hope no one's talking about it." You open up the fucking page. I'm going to back him to kick two. Good. Two goals this weekend against Brisbane. Paying two dollars twenty five, that'll score me two points. No, it's nice. a good pick because he's a he's a really good young player and doesn't deserve the the flack that he's copped, albeit just a, a disaster of a moment, a decision, split second decision. To be honest, that's the first flack that I've heard he got was just from you. Then no, I've, I've no, heard a lot I've heard of people saying, "Why would you play on?" Because you've just got your rose color headphones <laughs> on. You're blocking out all the noise. So sound soundproof headphones here. Yep. What was uh, it? He was 40 meters out when he marked it. He was 50. He was 40, so he goes back to 50. He's yeah. got a thumping kick. He's on him. beautiful kick. Beautiful kick. Games on the line. There was players running towards the. There was players running towards the goals. So hence I didn't come up with the name. Don't don't blame me, no. Dale. I didn't say no awareness. I saw it on a funny meme and I thought I'd share it and no, I thought that would get the terrible. boys laughing. No. You would have shared the Flat meme me. on Twitter, surely. Uh, well, look, Snags has got. Twitter. Snag's got two picks here, so I just want to like tantalise to Statman first. Which one? Like, what's the levels again for the points? A dollar oh one to a dollar ninety nine gets you one point. Two dollars to two dollars ninety nine gets you two, and so on and so forth, up to five points. Understandable from a bloke that doesn't turn yeah. up to the podcast. <laughs> okay, I don't cool. understand how to do it. So, so Stony, I'm just wondering if you would be eager enough to bet some points uh, against me this week. <laughs> Propose the bet and we'll go from there. Uh, well, seeing that your shrieking little cats are paying my Bulldogs this week, mm-hmm. uh, they're paying $3.28. So because I'm the underdog, I'm saying that if I get up, I'll take four of your points. If you get oh. up, you can take two of mine. Oh. We'll have to get approval. Plus I get the bonus points if it wins. Stat- oh. It needs Statman sign off. Statman? I mean, I, I, I would I, win I, 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 I seven points altogether. I think this would have to be a, um, a a wager just between the two of you. I don't think that you'd be eligible for your additional points on that one. <laughs> nah, boring. Not going for it then, you pussies. Once again, holding holding snags down. I see Stony. He was I, ready I, for I was it all too. About it. Yeah, well, I like the I like the idea of the. the well, if you like the idea, sign it off, that man. <laughs> you bloody kill Joey. Right, yeah, snags is going to go another big one then because uh, you boys obviously don't like any fun. So I'm going to have some. I'm going to back the Manly Seagulls at five dollars fifty. To take the roosters. Now, there's controversy in the camp, as we spoke about on Hot Take. And, boys, usually when there's controversy in the camp, the boys are going to band together. And let's hope they do for uh, their jersey. Um, so, we're going to go 550 for the Manly Seagulls to uh, get up on the roosters, which is a huge, huge ask. It's going to be hard for them to band together with seven of them sitting on the sideline. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> mate, I'm actually, I'm actually heading to McDonald's Jones Stadium this weekend to watch the Knights play. Um, I'm a long-suffering Knights supporter, uh, and I'm going to suffer a little bit more. I'm going to take them over the Bulldogs. They're paying $2.60, so I'm going to go for two points here. I've got next to no confidence, but it's a mum birthday present, so I'll be I'll be next to my mum, mm. and uh, she'll ho- she'll be she'll be stoked, and then um, probably get, a very very sad drive home at the end of they'll it. Get the, they'll get the spoon this year. They're gone. Yeah, it's it's mate. We always so show such promise, and then fall apart week three and it's just miserable. You're worried about me sitting in a room with Stoney, an ex-COVID patient. You're going to an event. I haven't. You're going to give I've, me COVID. I've, 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 worked, I've worked surrounded by people for the last two and a half years. I can't get COVID. <laughs> Stepman is the first man with long COVID who hasn't had short COVID yet. <laughs> he, skipped, right. he skipped the short COVID went straight to long. 
It's been weird because I've been suffering from like long COVID symptoms since like 2018. And long COVID before it was long COVID. Yeah, that man is the bat. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. Uh, last segment we like to round out the podcast with a little bit of. Thank you, DL. Uh, heading all the way over to Hope Valley in South Australia. Is that on any of the travel routes? Anyone ever been to Hope Valley? Which which state's it in? South Australia. Hope Valley. No, never. No. I'd like to say it's in the Hunter region, but that might not even be South Australia. So <laughs> <laughs> just sounds nice. <laughs> DL, we've got a bit of a clip. Can we get this one up for the boys? It's all yep. cute. The boys have just got it. Very good. So we see this all the time, boys. We see this all the time. So basically what's happened is this is an under-12s game of footy, boys, and there's a young lad by the name of Kobe. Now, we'll get to we'll get to the clip in a minute. First things first, if you have a Caucasian boy, lost it. Uh, you don't call him Kobe, okay? That's just upsetting the gods. Now, it's sort of like if you have a daughter, you don't call her Sher or Madonna. So the fact that they, they've called their boy Kobe, that, that's strike one DL. Oh, so. Mate, he's, he's been through enough here, mate. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. So anyway, under-12s game of footy, a young lad's playing his 50th game. Kudos, that, that's a big effort for under-12s. Uh, so the, the committee, the volunteers, thought they'd do the right thing, DL, and they've made a banner. Uh, I think they've made it out of a plank of wood <laughs> having a look at it. Absolutely decapitates the poor lad. So obviously I can't just nominate the Hope Valley Junior Footy Club uh, for Tool of the Week because I like to get specific. So I gave them a call this afternoon, DL, and I wanted to specifically know the name of the volunteer who made the banner. And they said, blah, blah, blah. It was a long time ago. Blah, blah, blah. We don't remember. So I said, right, well, it can't be the Hope Valley Footy Club. So then I looked a little bit deeper at what just transpired. Now play it again for the boys. So you'll see written on the banner, it says, congratulations, Kobe, number 24, 50 games for the HVFC. So if you're Kobe number 24 and you run through the banner and get decapitated, Sony has some empathy. I would feel bad, DL. But if we take a closer look, that's yes. not Kobe. That's not number wondering. 24. <laughs> so if you're Jack wearing fucking number 12, why the fuck are you trying to lead the team through Kobe's banner? So, I was wondering that. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone early. So it's Jack number 12 is this week's... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but honestly, boys, what have they made that banner out of? We see this time and time again, but that is too sturdy for an under-12 to run through. Like, give me a break, boys. Oh, is this a double tool there's, of there's, the week? There's, there's no, he, he breaks the little pole that's holding it up, though. Oh. <laughs> I think he, he breaks it, his femur it, as well. The, the volunteers <laughs> holding it? Because they, they kind of seem to be moving with it. You want to stand firm, right? Oh, that's Good hilarious. Firm, mate. He'd take his head off. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That poor kid. That poor kid. Oh, so that was a good one, boys. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> All right, boys. That wraps up episode 73. If you like what we're doing, please like, share, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Subscribing or following is the best way to stay up to date. That's us for episode 73, boys. I'm producer DL. I am Sugar Snacks. I'm the stat man. And my name is the number one fan of the Punchlist podcast, DL. I want to use this moment just to give a shout out to the boys. That wolf pack was two, became one. Sad day for Punchlist, but can't wait to see what they do in the next chapter. So, uh, Dale, we're still tuning in, brother. And Trey, thanks for all the lols. You've been a, an absolute gem. And we'll run it back with you all on the next Run It Back podcast. Do, do, do. Nice little shout not? out there for a bunch Are of we? Yeah, that's beautiful.